I forgot to say, it's 4 o'clock on a Monday, and you know what that means, don't you? It's time for another exciting Taxi TV Live. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying a new routine where I uh, did the applause, then the music, and then applause again. I was so busy doing that that uh, I forgot to do the intro. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of Taxi TV Live. This week, we're going to do You're in the A&R Hot Seat, and we are going to listen and judge music that was submitted for listing number S230306FP, and uh, we are going to determine if the music that we play um, are going is going to be uh, forwarded or returned, and see how your voting lines up with what the A&R staff did. Anyway, uh, yes, the SpongeBob Monitors of Terror. That is beautiful Criteria Studio A, which uh, I, I always, did I ever mention this? Pretty sure that's where the Almond Brothers did Eat a Peach in that room, and that's where I worked with Firefall. You are the woman in that room, and many, many, many other incredible records have been made in that studio. We didn't have the uh, SpongeBob monitors or that console back in the day. The, the control room has been, actually the control room and the studio uh, have all been redone, but the space, the square footage and all that stuff is pretty much the same. I, I love that room. Um, I don't think it was necessarily the favorite room of other people that worked there at the time in that configuration, but it was my personal favorite. Anyway, uh, so let me flip open this laptop that I'm going to play the music from today. And let me make sure, yep, I am broadcasting. That's good to go. Get this fired up. 95% on that battery, which is good. All right, uh, let me read the listing to you. And hello, everybody. Uh, getting double sound like a second delay. Um, anybody else getting uh, any sort of weird audio thing? I don't think you should be. Audio fine there. All right. Operator error, Reine, it's all you, buddy. <laughs> all right, so here is the text for the listing that went out. Uh, oh, I forgot to mention, if you haven't already given us a like, please do. Uh, and if you're not a subscriber to the show, please hit the subscribe button so that you never miss an episode of this amazing broadcast. Um, and next week, I am going to do a show called The Trick to Making Money in Sync. That's right. It's going to be a three-minute show. I'm just going to like turn on the camera, tell you what the trick is, and then go, adios, bye. <laughs> It's just one trick. That's all you have to do is this one thing, and you'll instantly start making money in sync. Give that a like. All right. Uh, contemporary folk pop songs with male or female vocals are needed by a prestigious international music publishing and licensing company that's doing a major expansion of their catalog. Oh, I know exactly which company this is, and uh, we are honored to have them running listings with us. Note, this library is fairly new to requesting music from Taxi, so this is a great opportunity to create a new relationship for your music with a very highly regarded company. Trust us, this is a catalog that you definitely want to be in. 
I added the word definitely. I'm ad-libbing. The company is looking for mid to up-tempo songs that could be found on a playlist with the following references, and they are Stick Season with Noah. Um, I'm not sure if he pronounces it Khan or Kahan. I'm going with Kahan, K-A-H-A-N. Uh, the Worst of You by P.J. Harding and Noah Cyrus. And finally, Sweet Ever After by Ellie Holcomb featuring Bear Reinhardt, um, as opposed to Reiny Bear, who lives in our chat room. Uh, please send them well-crafted folk pop songs with captivating melodies, honest lyrics, and memorable hooks that could work well for a variety of sync placements. Um, your submission should have engaging rhythms, contemporary folk pop instrumentation in the general wheelhouse of the examples mentioned before, and acoustic bass arrangements that seamlessly blend folk and pop elements. Your productions and any virtual instruments or sounds you may choose to use need to be high quality and not dated sounding. Expressive, well-performed vocals are a must as well. Lyrics should avoid references to specific names, date, places, times, brands, all that stuff. I actually, I think I ad-libbed a couple in there for you. And profanity, new profanity. Do not copy the reference artists or songs in any way, shape, or form. Use them only as a general guide for tempo, texture, tone, and overall vibe. Do not submit any material with unauthorized samples or any other artist's music, sounds, or any other form of media. Broadcast quality is needed. The bar will be high for this request, so remember that when you're listening today. Keep the bar high. Not like, that's pretty good. They might want to hear it. Uh-uh. Uh, this is a really big deal company that's got some amazing music in their catalog. They've been around for a long time and um, they reached out to us and, and said, you know, we've heard good things. We want to run listings with you. And uh, I just checked with Tom this morning, I think, in our, uh, who's our head of A&R, and asked him if we'd gotten any feedback from the first batch or two of music we sent them. And he said, yeah, they were absolutely delighted with what they've heard so far and ran more listings. So yay, us. We kept the bar high. Uh, the company offers a non-exclusive deal. The specific deal points will be handled on a case-by-case -case basis. You must own or control your master and copyright to pitch for this opportunity. Please submit as many songs as you'd like online or per CD. One of these days, we're going to wipe out that CD option. We get so few, like maybe five or 10 a month. Please include lyrics. All submissions be screened and critiqued by taxi. Submissions had to be in no later than last Monday, March 6th. Again, this is for taxi listing number S230306FP, which stands for Folk Pop. All right. Um, uh, remember, um, it's been so long since we've done one of these. I don't remember how we do it. Okay, so we're going to play the song and don't. we're going to vote by typing in plus one means you would forward it. And plus two means you would return it. Remember that. Write it down on a scrap of paper or a matchbook. Who's got matchbooks anymore, right? Are those like a thing? They're like CDs. Hardly anybody has one. Um, and pay phones, thing of the past. So anyway, plus one if you would forward, plus two if you would return, or did we used to use minus one? But let's do plus two, easier on the eyes to differentiate. So plus one for a forward, plus two for a return. Do not, and I underscore do, and I underscore not. Don't type in your numbers until the song has finished. I don't want you to influence the votes of other people.
okay? Um, I'm always interested to see. Uh, yes, please wait until the song is finished before voting. Thank you, Liz. <laughs> Very timely. Um, I've got lots of CDs. We all have lots of CDs, but uh, why don't we just do allow or kill? <laughs> That might be a little harsh, Arena. Okay, so remember, plus one for a forward, plus two for a return, and don't cast your vote until after the music is ended. And let me get this laptop fired up. And I'm not giving out the artist's name. All these songs were public on their taxi profiles, um, but I don't want to, uh, we're not gonna give out the names in case something wasn't forwarded. We don't wanna embarrass anybody. So this one is called Another Second. Time, my time. 
and I've been patient But I'm done waiting But I can't waste another second of my life Don't want anything else in my time My time Don't waste my time I'm wasting my All right, that was called Another Second, hence the wasted time stuff. Um, so yes, it's time to vote now, and it's a plus one if you would forward it, and plus two if you would not. Let's see how we do. Liz will total it up and let us know how close you guys came to matching what the screener said. It is long, I will give you that. It was five minutes and one second long. Greg Carosa in the house. Um, Carosa emailed me the other day. He had a pork tenderloin uh, in where you, Kansas City or somewhere. Someplace I didn't think had pork tenderloins, but they are uh, pretty indigenous to the Midwest. Um, and you enjoyed it, but I couldn't believe they put lettuce and tomato on it. That's like where I come from. You put lettuce and tomato on a pork tenderloin sandwich, everybody would just be shaking their heads. <laughs> they would probably beat you to a pulp in the parking lot <laughs> just for having lettuce and tomato on it. Uh, the rule of thumb is with a pork tenderloin, and usually the, the breaded pork hammered thin filet extends out past the bun by inches on all sides um, and the meat is actually like paper thin and it's crunchy on the outside hot and moist on the inside mm. and then uh, you put ketchup and mustard on it some people and I've had them this way it's really good it's just plain yellow mustard like French's yellow mustard none of that Dijon crap on on a tenderloin uh-uh too fancy this is like street food you know it's Friday night after the high school football game, walking home on a cold night from a football game, and you go get yourself a, a pork tenderloin at the local drive-in, um, or walk-in, as the case may be. Anyway, um, okay, Liz has numbers. 35 people said it was a forward. Eight people said it was your Des Moines, Iowa. Well, there you go. Iowa, Iowa, Illinois, and Indiana. Those are the tenderloin capitals of the Midwest. Um, interesting. Um, of those of you who wouldn't forward it, what were uh, your issues? I, I agree with the people it says too long, but you know, um, they didn't give a time element that I can remember. And any library that was going to look at this, it was forwarded, by the way. So those, the 35 of you, um, I'm sorry. Today feels like a quarantine happy hour. Indiana has great tenderloins, no lettuce and tomatoes. See, I agree, Scott. <coughs> um, it was long, but easily editable. Try and say that really quick. Uh, so 35 of you agreed with the screener. Eight of you didn't. Um, but yeah, let's hear. Uh, we've got a little time today. 
two pop, no such thing, honey. <laughs> you know, I've got to say, I see Scott Alexander said, I thought it was a little too country, not enough folk. Honestly, um, folk pop around the time of Mumford and Sons and some of the other bands of that era, um, which was already, what, like 10 years ago? They really changed the definition of the genre. I mean, folk to me is Peter, Paul, and Mary, but I'm old enough to remember them when they were a thing. Um, folk pop became that, like, Mumford and Son thing. If that wasn't forwarded, a lot of people should quit. No, it was forwarded. Uh, Ken Mesford took a chance to let it be returned for length. No, because it didn't specify length. Length, and, and frankly, like I said, and, and Joan Baez, definitely folk. Um, yeah, everything is fusion now. Mumford and Sons is pop with folk elements. Yeah, well, this is folk pop. You know, Taylor Swift is folk pop. Eh, she's more pop than anything. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, all right, well, good job. Moving on to the next one. I'm going to randomly pick one. Okay. I am randomly picking one, which I did. I've got 12 of them in front of me. This one is called Ballerina. Like a storm cloud waiting full of rain It's bound to fall I've been holding in this song Until you came along But the time's never wasted And your books are bound for home When I saw you dance alone I just had to sway along Ballerina Spin into my life Ballerina Dance for me Speaks my 
votes that one was four minutes and eight seconds isn't it funny how social media and music in general have gotten shorter therefore our attention spans have gotten shorter long songs feel longer i mean 15 years ago four minute song would have been like didn't feel long to me now it is um yeah plus two for a return plus one for a forward you guys remembered yay good job um and yeah it did say mid up tempo it didn't say upbeat Generally, we don't use the phrase upbeat in our listings other than to say emotionally upbeat because, you know, up-tempo, you know what that means. Upbeat, you mean like happy? I'm feeling very upbeat today. Or do you mean boom, 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 boom? So we tend to try and avoid saying upbeat unless it is prefaced with the word emotionally. Um... Ken Mesford. <clears throat> Mesford says, the weird thing is the longer songs seem shorter than this one. That means that the longer song captured your attention, held your attention better. Man, I went to speak at a class, a music business class at USC last Thursday. That's the University of Southern California. And, uh, Good good students, good questions. Uh, we talked mostly about business stuff, but I played them like a half a dozen film and TV things, songs and instrumentals, um, so that they could get the, uh, understand the difference between writing hit songs and writing songs uh, or instrumentals that would be valuable to film and TV people. Um, and then they played me some stuff and one young lady said, this isn't my music, I'm the publicist. She was a student, I'm a you know, student publicist for another fellow student, and she asked me if I could play her song. 
I was so blown away by that song, and I really, really, really wanted to play it for you guys on today's episode. It's like one of my favorite things I've heard in years. There are things I would change about it from a producer standpoint, but the production on it is so interesting and good. And it was done by a couple of, I would guess, 19-year-olds in a bedroom in a student apartment. Um, Really mind-blowingly good. So hopefully they'll get back to me and give me permission to play it on a show soon. You guys, I think, will be very impressed of what these young people have done. Um, and, And she's a great songwriter. Okay, so eight forwards and 37 returns, almost an identical flip from last time. Those of you who would return this are in sync. You are correct. You lined up perfectly um, with the screener. And I think many of you said this, that uh, wasn't a bad song. I mean, it, it was very much like the Edmund Fitzgerald, which was a, a Gordon Lightfoot song, very much in that vein. I'm not saying that it was a ripoff or a clone of it, but it was... Um, more like pure folk. There, there was no pop aspect to it. Um, anyway, okay, let's move on. I think I, I'm going to do that. Should I read the listing one more time for those who arrived late? I think I shall. Um, Scott Alexander says, need a dynamic contrast to my ears. I agree. Um, Dance God. Uh, <laughs> <coughs> it wasn't emotionally engaging enough. I just gobbled down about a half a dozen chocolate-covered coffee beans from Trader Joe's right before the show started, and I can feel I've got like little flakes of the coffee beans in my throat. Um, we're looking for does it work for the listing. We're um, It's for film and TV, so the production, the engineering, um, the performance, everything's got to be good enough to make it broadcast quality? Does it need to sound like a record that was done in a multi-million dollar studio by you know legendary producers? No. Broadcast quality means little different stuff in different contexts. But for something like this, is it broadcastable as it is? Or does it sound you know like a demo? You could have a guitar vocal song or a piano vocal song that don't sound like a demo because the performance is so good. Um, and the engineering is appropriate for it. And then again, you could have something that's got, you know, 40 tracks of instruments that still sounds like a demo. So in the context of this, broadcast quality um, would mean that it sounded good enough to broadcast. And, you know, honestly, I'm listening at a very low level on my laptop speakers today because I didn't want to wear earbuds, just not in the mood. Uh, so I couldn't tell you. It sounded okay, but I'm listening at a very low level through laptop speakers. It was very Cat Stevens to me. It's not his name anymore. <laughs> what is it? his name is like Yosef Mohammadi or something? I, I don't know. It, it, it's definitely um, an Arabic-sounding name, but he doesn't go by Cat Stevens. He Yusuf. I was close. Yusuf Islam, thank you. All right, so the listing, hey, Betty Anderson, I'll read it one more time just for you because I love you to death. Uh, Contemporary folk pop songs with male or female vocals are needed by a prestigious international music publishing and licensing company that's doing a major expansion of their catalog. This library is fairly new to requesting music from taxis, so this is a great opportunity to create a new relationship for your music 
with a highly regarded company, trust us, this is a catalog you want to be in. Company is looking for mid to up-tempo songs that could be found on a playlist with the following references. Stick Season by Noah Kahan, The Worst of You by PJ Harding and Noah Cyrus, Sweet Ever After by Ellie Holcomb featuring Bear Reinhardt. Please send them well-crafted folk pop songs with captivating melodies, honest lyrics, and memorable hooks that could work well for a variety of sync placements. Your submission should have engaging rhythms, contemporary folk pop instrumentation, and be in the general wheelhouse of the examples. Uh, and acoustic-based arrangements that seamlessly blend folk and pop elements. Your productions and any virtual instruments should sound, instruments or sound, hold on, let me start that one over. Your productions and any virtual instruments or sounds you may choose to use need to be high quality and not dated sounding. Expressive, well-performed vocals are a must as well. I'm going to do that one more time too. Expressive, well-performed vocals are a must as well. Lyrics should avoid references to specific names, places, dates, brands, and profanity. Should have said time in there as well, but eh, no biggie. Uh, do not copy the reference artists or songs in any way, shape, or form. Use them only as a general guide for tempo, texture, tone, and overall vibe. Do not submit any material with unauthorized samples of other artists' music sounds or any other form of media. Broadcast quality is needed. The bar will be high. This was in bold. The bar will be high for this request. That means children won't be able to reach up and grab their drinks. Please send your very best. Company offers a non-exclusive deal, which is pretty interesting. It's a prestigious company. We ain't lying about that. They've got some amazing copyrights. They've had some amazing placements. And... Uh, they just decided that they wanted to expand the heck out of their catalog and they reached out to us and said, we've heard good stuff. What do we need to do to find some music from your members? So there you go. Um, all right. Okay. The next one we're going to listen to, which I picked randomly with the flying or the fickle finger of fate. This one is called Wilderness. Let's have a listen. By the rules, love. No ceiling high as the morning sky. Skip down on your 18th. All roads lead home, so you chose to fly. Met you in a dive bar. Whiskey and coke, I got your number. Your life is a lifeline, mine. Punchlines don't land, but you might. Perfection Yeah. 
perfection Losing rows of white houses Fade out into the distance Stand simple Plus two if you would not forward this, plus one if you would. Um, sounds like it's making a compressor pump. I do have a little bit of compression on the mix bus of my podcast mixer. Um, so it depends how much, you know, stuff is hitting uh, the threshold. Uh, and I can't adjust it, obviously, for every song very gracefully. Um, so... You may hear some pumping that you may not on the original master. Um, hey, Dean Turner, Heidi Owen, Dan Weber. How are you guys? Uh, Mojo Bone in the house today. I haven't seen you in around. <laughs> haven't seen you around in a while, Mojo. Good to see your face or your, your name. Uh, Yo, Dan Weber. Um, just read the brief again, but I'll give you the uh, the high points uh, for those of you who arrived late. Arrived late. Um, contemporary folk pop songs with male or female vocals needed by a prestigious international music publishing and licensing company. It's like a big deal company that's always had a small catalog. I think one of their one of their songs, if I'm not mistaken, when I was talking to the CEO of the company, one of their songs is like one of the most, if not the most licensed song in history or something like that. I, I'm getting that hopefully right. 
Um, anyway, we were really happy when they called us and said, hey, can we work with you guys? The library is fairly new to requesting music from taxis, so this is a great opportunity to create a new relationship uh, with uh, for your music with a very highly regarded company. Trust us, this is a catalog you want to be in. They're looking for folk pop songs with captivating melodies, honest lyrics, and memorable hooks that could work well uh, for a variety of sync placements. Remember, we're listening for sync. We're not listening for, does that sound like a hit? Um, interesting. Uh, 18 forwards, 32 returns on that one. Let me look on the list. That one was a forward. The screener forwarded it. Um, and I was listening carefully to that one and trying to make my own determination. And uh, I see the Diamond Densmore saying the same thing. I thought the melody wa was pretty original and captivating on that one. And I liked the vibe of it. I liked the emotion of it. There was something that was very sincere and feel good about it. Not like, hey, we're going to have a great day, you know, not over the top feel good. But there was something that felt like a hug or something. There was something about it. And I could actually hear this being used. Uh, in, I could think of all kinds of scenes that this could be used for. So uh, there you go. Um, those of you who voted, let me scroll back up there. Um, those of you, 18 of you who marked it as a forward, you guys are getting an A. Those of you who marked a return, 32 of you um, didn't agree with the screener. Um, it's subjective, but it's subjective within the confines of the brief or the listing. You know, it's not like, yeah, that's a cool song. It's not that kind of subjective. It's can those of us who are, and I try to like to think of myself as a professional in the sync industry, we're not looking for hits and we're not looking for music that we like. We're looking for the usability factor. If I put this in a scene in a movie, would it help to elevate the emotion that that scene has going on? Um, if I put a particular song in a movie, would it help the chase scene because of the tempo of the song and the attitude of the song? So, you know, it's not like one size fits all, but that's the ultimate goal is not about, if the viewers of the film or the TV show, whatever the scene is in, if the viewers are going, ah, that's an awesome song, then the music supervisor has done a really bad job. The music supervisor's job, honestly, is more like a casting agent. They don't make the final decision in most cases as to what goes into a film or a TV show. It's usually, um, uh, what do you call it? It's usually the director for a film and probably the executive producer for a TV show, unless it's a reality show, then the editors make the decisions and the uh, executive producer gives thumbs up, thumbs down on it um, and gives them notes, as they say. So, yeah, it, it's all about usability. If a song is so good and so captivating that it takes your attention away from the actor's face or the dialogue and what's happening in the scene, then that's an epic fail. The objective is not for the music to be the star, although I understand why musicians wish it was that way, but it's not. Um, 
Anyway, and on the rare occasion that I disagree with Greg Carosa, because usually the reason I find him so adorably cute is that Carosa gets a lot of stuff right. I've gotten to know him pretty well over the last couple of years, and he's pretty right on target, pretty articulate. Sounded great, intro verse and chorus, then it didn't go anywhere. I agree, it had a little bit, you know what? Again, I'm not looking for it as a whole, like we're trying to get this on radio. I'm looking at it like, come on, we all know the odds of anybody using a full song, not that great. And if they do use a full song, chances are it's being used in the background of a bar scene or in a car scene or something where it's not upfront and featured. Um, and I like the acapella at the end. I mean, that to me was just like, I could just take, you know, like uh, the eight bars that preceded it and just the acapella and use that in a creative way. So I don't know, I thought that gave the editors a good option. Uh, screeners can be wrong. Sure, any human being could be wrong. Um, but we've found, you know, time and time again, look, people go on the taxi forum and go, I can't believe the screener didn't forward this piece of music. And we encourage them to do that. Um, but we encourage them to put up the full listing so that the other people reviewing it on the forum have the full context, put up a link to where somebody can stream it, and then put up the full commentary from the screener. Uh, and when that's been done, which is hundreds if not thousands of times over many, many years, I think the forum has been up for 19 years now, um, I would say like 98% of the time the, the public agrees with the screener. So I'm going with that. Who better than a jury of your peers, you know, or a jury, jury of the people who've been paying you and they still agree with the screener. So most of the time they get it right. Um, and sometimes people will say, what if the screener's having a bad day, you know? Not enough coffee, had a headache, didn't get enough sleep, uh, had a fight with his or her spouse, whatever could, you know, give you a bad day at work. The beauty of the way we've set it up since day one at Taxi is the screeners are independent contractors that are monitored by us, but it's their decision. We don't overrule screeners. We don't tell them how to vote. We rely on their expertise. The only thing we really train them on is just, you know, find something positive. There's always something positive you can say and give constructive feedback. You're not here to tell people, wow, that song sucks. You really missed the boat on that one. It doesn't do anybody any good. So the screeners are trained that they, they work their, they pick their hours. We tell them uh, on Friday the previous week. Next week, we've got, you know, depending on the genre they work in and what the workload in that genre is, we tell them um, we've got, a, a, you know, 148 folk pop, or, yeah, folk pop, and uh, we need it done in a week. And we've got some open, it's funny, we used to have to say we've got open slots because we had them sitting in cubicles. Now, since COVID, they all work remote. So it doesn't really matter as long as they can get the work done before the deadline or before our deadline to get it in the hands of the industry. And the screeners actually start when the deadline for the listing hits. They don't start like, I'm gonna screen two today that came in three weeks before the deadline, and then four tomorrow that came in two weeks and five days before the deadline. We wait until everything is in and then start screening. Otherwise it'd just be, can you work 20 minutes today? Can you work 40 minutes tomorrow, an hour and a half on Wednesday? So the bottom line is they are allowed, this is a very long-winded explanation, they are allowed to say to us, you know, I've got a nasty headache 
or I didn't get any sleep last night. I don't think I'm going to be that on my game today. I don't want to be unfair to the members. Therefore, I'm going to pass and, and we will kick the can down the road for a day or two to let them get back in a good mood or no headache or whatever. And, um, and if for some reason they can't get it done in time for us to make our deadline to the industry, we will then pass it off to somebody else who is also well qualified um, and has expertise in that genre for film and TV or for the record and radio side. So there you go. Uh, Kate Battersby, yes, uh, that's right. You can't listen in the context of film and TV. You can't go, oh, I really, you can like it, but you can't make the final determination on your personal feelings about it. Um, that's what separates fans from industry professionals, maybe, not to say that one is necessarily better than the other, but you've really got to remember what your job is. And your job as an A&R person in the context of film and TV versus radio and records, your job in film and TV is, is this something that would appeal to a wide swath of people making video content, primarily films and TV shows, um, and how can I imagine this being used in a scene? It's funny, the other day at USC when I was uh, speaking to that class, I was describing, you, you guys who are regulars heard this a hundred times. Um, somebody, a young person, uh, in this case I said girl, a young girl, uh, the, the daughter of a single dad, and, and sadly the, this is made up in, in, you know, it's my pretend scene for a movie or a TV show. So the, the single parent of this young person um, passes away and now the kid is alone in the world and has just been to the funeral, now back at the house and the family and friends are all downstairs, you know, eating ham sandwiches and potato salad and doing what people do when they come back to a home after a, a, a funeral. And, and this young girl goes up to her room and she's got her face buried in her hands and she's thinking about I was too harsh with my dad last week, um, or you know, I I was never close enough with. Thinking about I miss him and and reminiscing and thinking about regrets she might have, and I said the word girl a, a couple of times, and I could see one of the students was not comfortable with my pronoun, which I didn't know. Girl, <laughs> saying girl or boy is a bad thing. Apparently, I'm too old for that, and I don't know any better. Anyway, one of the students got pretty upset with me, I believe. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, I just can't keep up with all my pronouns. It's getting difficult these days. Okay. Uh, you know, honestly, Greg Rosa says, look, uh, not my genre, um, so I'm looking for more variation in the song. Maybe that's not as important in this genre. I, I believe that this genre, I mean, it is folk pop, uh, and if you think about, you know, the Sanford, <laughs> Mumford and Sun, not Sanford and Sun, see, I am that old. Um, or, you know, Stick Season by Noah Kahan or The Worst of You by P.J. Harding and Noah Cyrus and Sweet Ever After by Ellie Holcomb featuring Bear Reinhardt. But those songs were probably made for radio and records. Um, so they may have, like, choruses that pop out more and stuff. Um, I don't know. So what happened to the girl? Are you talking about the girl in my made-up scene or the girl that left the class? Uh, I'm, I'm not 
I can tell you the girl in the made-up scene was made up, so it doesn't matter. And the one who left the classroom, I don't know. Uh, she wasn't waiting for me in the parking lot after I finished to kick the crap out of me or anything. Fight! <laughs> uh, anyway, Ken Mesford, you are old too. You remember the flying nun with Sally Field? Yeah, I could still draw you a picture of Sally. You know, if I hold up a piece of white paper, it'll blow my, my lighting. Um, you guys like the new lighting, by the way? I've got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six lights going right now. I spent a good 45 minutes balancing out the light, um, trying to get like a warmer look, but still well well lit. Um, hard, you know, I don't have a cameraman. I don't have, I'm, yeah, I don't, I don't have a lot of stuff, so I do it all myself. So Heidi Owen loves it. All right, get on to the next song, says Ken Bearden. Well, I was trying to fill time because a lot of these shows, I end up with 20 minutes at the end. All right. Ken Bearden, this one's for you, baby. Lighten up the laptop. Let's pick a song. This one's called Dreams. And why am I not hearing it? Put down the sword, follow the signs Too hard to fall asleep on the ceiling Saw the reflections like ripples in time Waking me up while I'm dreaming I left the sign painted on the ceiling I'm 
All right, cast your votes, people. Plus one if you would forward that. Plus two if you would have returned it to the member who submitted it. <laughs> I like Jackson Lucas's vote. I don't like this song, but it's probably a go. You know, that's a sign of a true professional. All the screeners, and myself included, back in the very early days of Taxi when I was one of the screeners, there are times that you forward stuff where you don't like it. Um, trust me on that. Uh, there are a lot of times that you forward stuff that you personally would never listen to in your car, in your home, but you know it's right for what they've asked for. <laughs> you like it now I've, I've changed the background to studio e at criteria which was built for the Bee Gees after they did their first big comeback hit with um Jive Talking, which was done in Studio C at Criteria. Um, that record was so massive, and their tour that accompanied the record was so massive that they um, booked like they wanted to book a whole year where they just locked out a room at Criteria rather than a few months. So I think that the label probably gave Criteria somewhat of an advance on that. And they went and they built Studio E, which then I believe became like uh, producer Tom Dowd's personal room after that. I could be wrong about that, but I think I've got it right. This was a couple of years after I left there. Um, anyway, uh, another great room and a great facility. They work really hard uh, at Criteria. Everybody on the staff, um, no posers. They're, they're all super professional, super good at what they do. 26 forwards on that one and eight returns. And that one was a forward. So those of you who decided to forward that one, you are correct. You are officially AMR people. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, uh, personally, um, probably would have forwarded that one. I got to say the intro, uh, the introduction of the percussion on that one, it was like weirdly busy and it's like, really? And then I went, oh, but it kind of works. But then I was looking at it from an editor's perspective or what kind of scene I could use it uh, with those drums and I couldn't. But if I liked the song, which if I were looking for a Gordon Lightfoot-ish kind of thing, um, I'm sure that there was enough in there that you could edit around those sections. So I was on the fence about that one. Didn't necessarily agree with the screener. Honestly, I couldn't form my own opinion. I would have taken off my headphones, looked at the screener next to me and said, hey, check out listing S230306FP. Should I or should I not? Because the screeners are allowed to ask for, uh, you know, dial, what do they call it? A, a lifeline or phone a friend. <laughs> um, anyway. There you go. Wow, Mark Reel's batting a thousand. Nice. Good job on that. Um, okay, let's listen to another one. Nope, oh, same one. <laughs> All right, this one's called, you know what? I do, I know that song and it's very similar to something else, sorry. 
All right. This one's called Music Box.
How good was that live production? The applause came in at the right time. I killed it just as the last note rang out. Almost a professional TV producer. Uh, you guys are voting already. Plus one if you would forward. Uh, plus two if you would not. Mike, I, I like your comment. Um, see, you're thinking like a professional. Somebody commented um, earlier that uh, they really like this exercise. This is why we do it. Uh, I mean, I enjoy showcasing members' music, and certainly for the stuff that doesn't get forwarded, doesn't get forwarded, I'm not out to hurt anybody's feelings. But it is really much easier to judge somebody else's music than your own. So hopefully, if you watch enough of these episodes over time, people have told me that uh, it makes them better at determining, making choices when they're producing their music uh, or knowing when stuff is ready. So I think that good things come from these episodes. I will agree with all of you who said the intro was too long. That, that intro was like, wow, too long. Um, as a matter of fact, John Brahaney designed our first, John Brahaney is like the, one of the earliest and most beloved song coaches. He's no longer uh, alive, sadly, because he was Taxi's first, um, first consultant, first screener, and was around for many, many years and had a, a major influence on, on the way I run this company, kind of the company ethos. And uh, JB was the one that showed me when we designed the first critique form together, he said, yes, uh, you've got to have intro too long. Back then, we weren't even thinking about film and TV, even for records, intro too long. And there are the numbers from Liz. Uh, four people would have forwarded that, and those four people, sadly, would be wrong. Uh, the 31 who would return it, you folks uh, are in agreement with the screener. Congratulations on that. Um, Is this upbeat? It didn't ask for upbeat. It said mid to up tempo. Didn't ask for upbeat. And again, we try to use upbeat in the context of uh, um, emotionally upbeat around here, just so it isn't confused with um, uh, tempo. All right. I don't think I've played this one yet. Um, I started to mark it off and then didn't. So I'm picking this one. This one's called With You Once Again. Typed. I'm breaking away from all the lonely days we've been apart All those days are yesterdays and I'm not looking back I've got my eyes on tomorrow When your smile comes into view And my world fills up with all of you You'll be home, sweet home, we'll feel so good have you back home once again Yeah, you'll be home, sweet home We'll feel so good to be with you once again There were days when moving on seemed like the thing to do The sun would rise without you and the nights would never end But then I'd look at all the roads to take And they all led back to you No matter what I choose You'll be home, 
Liz in the other room. Uh, okay, cast your votes. Plus two if you would return it. Plus one if you would forward it. Um, uh, Liz, check your WhatsApp in a second. I'm not done typing yet. Okay, message sent, Liz. <laughs> Did you write this Robbie Hancock? <laughs> Sounds a little like something Robbie would do, right? I love doing this with you guys. I really do. I, I love watching the votes roll in. And, you know, a lot of you I've gotten to know either at road rallies or at least talked to you on the phone, uh, got to know you in the chat room during the quarantinis. And it's funny because I know your personalities. I'm, I'm interested in uh, how you vote. There were some spots, uh, Jerry, where the vocals were a bit pitchy, but in context, again, we're not looking for records. We're looking for, does it move you? And, and you know, honestly, there's kind of a, a unspoken rule of thumb in the industry, at least back in the days of mostly records. I don't know that it applies so much to film and TV, but there was a time when a lot of demos were done where the songwriter sang the vocal, and oftentimes there were problems in the vocal delivery, but they added a certain emotion, excuse me, and authenticity um, and actually helped sell the song. So there's that. Uh, but that's a, a different era and a different circumstance. Um, okay, so 31 of you would forward that, nine of you would have returned it. And that was you, those of you who forwarded it, lined up with the screeners on that one. And 
yeah, Jeff Fargan, Neil Young's vocals. You know, I, I don't know um, if, if you know my background, but I've spent hundreds, maybe thousands of hours in the studio with my fingers on the fader for Neil Young. And Neil always said to me, you know, don't worry about that stuff. Worry about the emotion. He was, he really imbued that in me. It's like emotion is more important than anything. Uh, don't worry. He actually forbid me to use equalizers and compressors on one record. I think it was on Comes a Time uh, because he said, man, you worry too much about that stuff. That's my Neil Young invitation right there. No extra charge for that, by the way. Um, okay, so... Okay, I did play that one. Thank you, Liz. Um, cross that one off the list. All right. This one is called Lifetime. Standing where the heart it's open wide Vulnerable, nervous, shaking Will you love me? Say you love me I have been around a half a block of time But you're not the most experienced in love But I know this Yes, I know
Plus one if you would forward, plus two, peace and love, baby, plus two if you would return that one. I'm smiling. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why in a minute. shouldn't bite my nails on air, right? I shouldn't bite my nails at all. Actually, in this case, it was a little, I don't know what you call it, a little piece of dry dead skin by a nail. How's that for gross for a TV host? 32 forwards and seven returns. Guess what? The majority of you did not agree with the screener. And I agree with the, with the screener on this one. I wouldn't have forwarded that. <clears throat> it was a good song. It made me feel good. Yay, having a nice day. Great. It was good for the emotion. But um, Libby Harrison summed it up exactly how I was thinking, so therefore it's absolutely right. Good job, Libby. Uh, a banjo does not a folk song make. Um, it was so much more pop than folk. That I mean, if you took the banjo out of that, it was practically a... Uh, Oh gosh, I, I can't think of a, it was like almost like a carpenter's song. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get nasty emails over that. Um, oh, Mark Rail's perfect record was broken. All right, let's move on. Um, great song, you know that just goes to show that sometimes you don't get to forward music that's great because it just doesn't fit the brief. Libby Harrison said it felt psychedelic. Well, lay off the mushrooms, Libby. <laughs> Maybe it would have just felt like pop. <laughs> Do you know they're starting to use psilocybin in some states to treat uh, mental illnesses? I, I oh, never mind. I'm gonna leave that alone. I don't want to impugn my own integrity. Um, I don't want to keep rereading the brief for those of you who showed up late because <clears throat> we're running out of time now, but basically it's contemporary folk pop songs, male or female vocals, needed by a prestigious international company, um, Stick Season by Noah Kahan, The Worst of You by P.J. Harding and Noah Cyrus, and Sweet Ever After by Ellie Holcomb featuring Bear Reinhardt. Um, 
where the references. <clears throat> now I have a frog in my throat. Uh, the brief is in the video description. There you go. Uh, Greg Carosi got a roll early again. Um, all right, tenderloin buddy. See ya. <laughs> Tomatoes and lettuce on a tenderloin. That's like putting mayonnaise on a pastrami and rye. Some things just aren't right. <laughs> anyway, all right, let's listen to another one. This one is called Love is a Merry-Go-Round. <laughs> Sorry, the audience got carried away and stepped on a little uh, outro there. Um, okay, uh, plus one if you would forward, and plus two if you would not. Scott Alexander sees a bummed-out Ryan Reynolds pining for Jennifer Lawrence who's working as a struggling artist in a Shake Shack. Wow. Have you been going to the clinic for psilocybin mushrooms to treat mental illness? Come on. <laughs> that was funny. Uh, hold on. i got to go back and read that again, Scott. I see a really bummed out Ryan Reynolds pining for Jennifer Lawrence. Have they ever done a movie together? Who's working as a struggling artist in a Shake Shack. I love Shake Shack, by the way. Their burgers have gotten too small. 
but I love the the flavors of the Shake Shack burger. They're they're really good. Sometimes the outside of the burger is like almost charred to the point of being like crunchy, like a potato chip, and the inside is moist and juicy and delicious. Go Shake Shack. Um, Debonair Dirt Bags. <laughs> that's a great name. Um, Shake Shack, so greasy. Yeah, that's what makes it good. Come on, little grease. You know, I saw somebody on TV that said about a week ago making the case for um, cholesterol, not the issue for heart problems um, or, you know, getting plaque in your arteries. Um, and uh, let's see margarine, all, all that stuff is not the killer. It's actually sugar that causes the problem with plaque and arteries. So uh, heart attack on a bun. Yeah, there you go. So anyway, I ordered this person's book. It, it wasn't an infomercial. I'm, I don't remember the name of the book, nor do I remember the author, but he was making sense. I'm going to see if I can learn more about that. Um, Seven people voted for a forward on that one, and um, where did it go? 27 people returned it. Those of you who returned it were in line with the screener. All right, um, this one is called Back to the Moon. To the Moon, Alice. See the thing. 
That was interesting on the end. Um, I'm not even going to have you vote on this one. It was pretty obvious. Uh, I think everybody's going, this was not even folky at all. Um, unusual. Betty Anderson says, I just can't learn genres. Well, let me help you in Chicago, Bob. This was not folk pop. Uh, interesting, but not folk pop. All right, we got a couple more to go. Um and there's one that I'm actually skipping, Liz, so don't panic that I'm, I'm coming up one shy today. Um, this one is called I've Never Felt So Free. We're all together.
All right. In the end, now you know what. Go ahead and vote on this one. We're just going to go five minutes long. Um, yeah, vote fast. <laughs> I guess before when I was filling time, so we'd hit the five thirty uh, thing. I, I did talk too long. Sorry. <laughs> I hope my advertisers don't pull out. Yeah, almost all of you guys. I disagree with the screener on this one. It, the song had merit. It was not folk pop. I, I don't know what the hell the screener was thinking. Um, I disagree with the screener. They're not 100% right 100% of the time, but more far more often than not, but not on this one. Um, all right, one more to go. Uh, this one is called Sure That It Was You. Let's have a listen. Where the heck did it go? There it is. Yeah, it was forwarded. And I wouldn't even personally forward it back. Cast your votes. Would you forward that one or not? Um, 
I've got to confess, I had a few different listings that would have been appropriate for today's show. And I picked this listing because folk pop, I don't know what the hell, personally, I don't really know for sure what folk pop is anymore. Um, there are quite a few genres where things have morphed over time. Thing, you know, look, fashions change. People blend retro aspects of stuff from the 40s with clothes from today. Um, the same could be true in art or interior design. There, there are many, many aspects of, of creative endeavors where things are, are blended and change over time. Folk pop is one of the most confusing monikers of a genre, I personally think, in the industry today. But what I did do was listen, and, and I can't play um, a lot of, you know, I'm going to get a copyright ding uh, from YouTube if I play Stick Season by Noah Kahan or The Worst of You by P.J. Harding and Noah Cyrus, Sweet Ever After by Ellie Holcomb featuring Bear Reinhardt. Um, some of the things that wouldn't necessarily fit folk pop do fit on this playlist or, or would be on a playlist with these acts. This one, uh, 18 forwards, five returns. It was forwarded, so there you go. Um, the 18 of you matched up with the screener. But as some of you pointed out in the chat room, this is really um, good training. It shows you how difficult the job is. And like I said, we've had 31 years of experience with people holding our feet to the fire going, your screener got it wrong. More often than not, far more often than not, when the music is put up on the forum with the full listing text and the full text of the return, usually the first couple of people that respond are being a little overly kind because they're kind of new to the forum. They're like, yeah, I really like that. But if you look at the totality of the commentary from uh, the fellow members on there, almost always they match with the screener. So... Uh, this I picked this one because it was such a difficult genre. Um, next time I'll pick something that's a little easier. But uh, thank you so much, guys, for joining me for this. Don't miss. Oh, give us a thumbs up. Give us a like. Um, YouTube's algorithm likes it when we get liked. And um, remember, next week's show is the trick, the singular trick to making money in sync. I will see you then. Next Monday, 4 o'clock Los Angeles, 7 o'clock New York, and whatever the heck time zone you're in, I will see you guys then for another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live. Bye-bye. <laughs>